You're listening to Parenting Our Future with certified parent coach, Robin McMahon, author of The Yelling Cure and founder of Parenting for Connection. My podcast is all about providing you with the tools and solutions you need in your parenting so you can create the family you always wanted. Hello and welcome back. Thank you for joining me again. Today, I'm so excited to have a special guest with me today. I have Lindsay Weissen with me today. And not only were her and I fast friends when we met in person just a few months ago, she is the founder and CEO of Ease Up. They are organizing experts. She has, this company is five years old and she's already won a bunch of awards for the work that she does. And the work that she does with her team is to provide hands-on organizers for people who are suffering from clutter and disorganization. Ultimately, their work saves people from wasting time, energy, and their sanity. And I think we can all use a little bit of that. Mm. But not only is Lindsay uh, the, the, the CEO and founder of this company, she also is a mom. She's a mom of two kids, age seven and four, and also the wife of a lovely husband named Graham. So thank you for joining me today, Lindsay. Uh, my absolute pleasure, Robin. <laughs> so I should add too, Lindsay, that you have a really amazing new special gig that you are now City Line's newest expert. And City Line is a lifestyle show here that is um, where you can see it on City TV. It's a national broadcast and uh, can also be seen on MSNBC, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah, it was it was surprising when I found my first episode uh, through Google on MSNBC before I found it uh, through like a Canadian channel. It was wow. like, what? Yeah, it was neat. Well, that is so great. So yeah. can you tell me a little bit about your background and why you started this company? What, why is organization so important to you? Okay, so um, I lived for a number of years, it must have been over 10 years, I, I lived with a depression that I didn't know that I had. And um, when you don't know you have it, you don't know to treat it and you cope just as you're supposed to cope, right? Mm -hmm. um, and being organized was a way that I realized um, kept my, it kept me performing in life. It kept me being able to meet my uh, expectations. I was a student in university. Um, I applied to teacher's college and all of that was being done uh, while my brain was getting darker and darker with negative thoughts. And because it's in my brain and it feels very much who like, that's who I am, that's me. And uh, until, you know, my partner and I discovered that like, oh, maybe this is depression. Before that, it was just like, okay, well, this is life. I've got to keep producing and meeting deadlines and expectations. And so um, I would just make sure that I, my physical landscape of life was as easy for me to maneuver as possible. So I knew where everything was. There wasn't anything slowing me down um, from performing in life. And the other thing I have to couple that with is that I've come to know that I have sensory perception sensitivity, which means um, bright lights, bright sounds, um, tags in my shirts, they're all very hyper stimulating to me. And the other thing that comes with that is that um, I'm very perceptive to inefficiencies, to physical inefficiencies in my life. If there's a traffic zone that like, wait a second, I'm working twice as hard as I need to to get from A to B. Um, that was part of this sensitivity, perception sensitivity thing that I have. Um, and so 
I was also very highly aware of things that were energetically draining. Um, and so when you couple that with like, hmm, I know that being organized reduces my anxiety and I'm highly aware to inefficiencies that I'm just like, I, I just had to optimize the use of everything in my physical existence. Wow. Okay. So that is, that's really cool. So this really started out as a coping mechanism for you. And, and through this, you really found, and thank you for being so open and honest about, about the depression too, right? So you were living with depression and this was helping you to cope with that anxiety as well. And then you also found that through your sensitivity that you could actually uh, you could actually see inefficiencies, and I think that's really interesting because I think that um, I think we all feel that way. We feel scattered when things aren't organized, and I think that's why parents, you know, from my perspective, get really yeah. frustrated and 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 agitated when the house isn't clean and things aren't in order. Right? I know I hear that a lot. Right? People like parents want to keep clean, and we did we did too to the mm-hmm. point where all the toys were hidden. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> that wasn't that that didn't really help us either but um yeah so that's that's really interesting and 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 to see how we often see kids with that hypersensitivity too and how you as an adult took that and channeled it into something really positive i think that's a really mm-hmm. great message to hear mm-hmm. as well so yeah so so that led you to to this work Mm-hmm. And, you know, you and I, we met in March when we were both finalists uh, for, for awards with the Canadian Mompreneurs, which was so amazing to be there with all of these amazing women entrepreneurs and to be recognized for the work that we do was really exciting. And you and I had a really fast friendship. and. Yeah. You know, and it's funny because you wouldn't think that there would be synergy with what I do and with you, with what you do, but in fact, there really is. And totally one of the wise. reasons I was so excited to talk to you was because you and I really talked about this women's work. Women's work. That's right. And so, yeah. And, and it falls in the same category of parenting and organizing a hundred percent they are historically women's roles that are done without education you know it's it's expected and undervalued um work that is done historically which puts us in a really tricky position when we are trying to build businesses that sell historically you know women's roles um, because yeah. there's there's a sense that they're not as valuable as they are because mm-hmm. historically people got them for free you know nobody gets paid to parent nobody gets paid to organize their homes um, and yet times have changed wow you my head just exploded <laughs> because that is so true, right? So not only is it undervalued work, you 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 should know how to do it, mm-hmm. and and you're right. Like you and I are both invested in supporting. You know, I, I, it's not just moms for me; it's dads too, right? And yep. it's not just women for you; it's it's men too. Exactly. But traditionally, those roles have been assigned to women, mm-hmm. and we do it without training. We do it without knowing how. And when we feel like we're failing, we feel a tremendous amount of shame. That's right. Like it's our fault. We should be intrinsically just able to do these jobs when it's like, hold the phone. Like there, there's no courses, there's no nothing. It's all self-taught. And 
I think back to, I, I also graduated from University of Toronto uh, with women and gender studies. Mm. And so when we, we need to think back into history and like after World War II, that's when women started entering the workforce. But it's not like the expectations to have a really great Thanksgiving dinner went away. Right. You know? you know, so like when men started working, they got to, they got to focus on the work and the home, the home care duties that they had to do, you know, um, they didn't, they didn't get undone. They weren't pushed out by mm. the energy that they had to spend working. But with women, we've entered the workforce and still had to be the undisputed experts mm. of rearing our children mm. and organizing our homes and cleaning our homes and all mm. of these other very uh, gendered roles. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and I think the, the biggest thing is that we, we do it, we take it on. And for some reason, not only do we struggle, but we shame each other. You know, if, if, uh, you know, a friend of mine, she said to me, she said, your house is always so clean, right? Okay. So that's great. Well, I have somebody that helps me clean my house. My husband is also very tidy. I'm not the most tidy person, but I said to her, I said, okay, well, first of all, I clean just before you come. And second, mm -hmm. give me that. Just give me that one thing that I I'm know. okay because I'm not okay at a lot of other things. So, you know, and yeah. that, was her, that was her deficiency that she had in her life where she has a hard time organizing and cleaning. And, and mm -hmm. so she's using the fact that I've got that down as somehow meaning that she's less than, but it's not at it's all. So not. It's, it's just, so I got not. that category ticked, right? Yeah. Bunch that are not ticked in my life. That's so, right. So, but, but to shame each other, we don't serve each other at all. It's, no. you know, um, it's transferring our own inadequacy to mm -hmm. somebody else. And, and that, that doesn't solve anything. It just creates this, it keeps creating this, this, or perpetuating this perfectionism yep. that we don't, that is a lie. None of us are perfect. And it also means that we don't reach out, reach out our hand and say, I need help. Mm -hmm. you no. Know? Um, and, and what was blowing my mind is you saying, you know, what we're selling or what we're teaching is traditionally things that are a undervalued and B are things that you've gotten for free. And that's so true. Mm -hmm. You know, people will spend thousands of dollars on their dog. You know, they'll spend thousands of dollars to invest in their business, but to invest yeah. in yourself and your parenting, which I would argue is the most important job you will ever do. Yes. yes. And, and people say, well, I don't know, you know, and look, I, I know you got to be ready. I, mm -hmm. I honor you wherever you are, but mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's like, what would give me sanity is in your case to really truly go through the stuff that's weighing me down mm -hmm. and, and holding me back from living my best mm -hmm. life. Yes. But I don't want to spend the money. Yep. And it's because we undervalue the work. We have no, there's something else too that I've experienced in my own personal journey. Um, because I come from, I'm a first generation university graduate. Mm -hmm. And so my family is all very working class. And there is this, among that group of people, there's this like, you need to do it by yourself. And you know, you don't mm -hmm. take on loans. You should be able to pay for everything in cash. And there isn't a lot of that risk taking. Uh, sense and not and risk taking is a, a like a bad word in the working class uh, vocabulary. But when really it's like you invest in yourself and your parenting and so that you can level up 
and and generate more income being a better expert or you know advancing in your career and things like that because on the home front you're nailing it you know there's nothing slowing you down and so i've i've been observing that that is also at work um that people are very reluctant to um to to spend the money on something that they think will not give a return uh, when it's like, oh, it actually will. It actually mm -hmm. will. Because like if you are happier and more and less stressed mm -hmm. out and let's be honest, like kids and parenting stress us out when we are bad mm -hmm. at it, like, oh, it swallows up your existence for mm -hmm. at least an hour. <laughs> <laughs> at least. And, at least. Um, and it knocks you down a couple pegs. Um, every time that you experience that real speed bump of like feeling ineffective. Mm -hmm. But if you were to invest in that problem and make it something that you feel like you're excellent at, like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, like mm -hmm. you can just be so much better at life in general. So it's, it's really, I feel like there's slowly being a perspective change mm -hmm. uh, where women will call me and be like, you know what, I've tried to do this so many times on my own uh, in terms of getting organized and they say, I'm tired of it slowing me down. Like mm -hmm. this is a thing that's getting me in the way of being more productive at work and being happier, which mm -hmm. leads to more pro productivity at work. Yep. So as people are becoming more and more self-reflective and aware at like what's going on in them, they can more they can, they're better informed to be like, this is, this is a problem I should throw some money at and become more mm -hmm. of an expert at myself. So ultimately I feel um, we're heading in the right direction and there's more enlightenment mm -hmm. happening around that. Mm -hmm. uh, but it is, it is a slow moving ship. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I, I think that, I think that, you know, again, it goes back to the shame and being mm -hmm. ashamed that I don't want to let somebody in to see my mess, to see, you know, what is really going on, but I promise you, we're all messy. Oh my gosh. All that stuff. And, and look, oh you gosh. talked about the darkness. I felt the darkness with my parenting. Mm. I, I slipped into deep darkness and, and it was, it, you know, that was my pain point. That was my pain point. And for yep. me, I, it's also, it was my invitation to heal myself. Mm -hmm. Right. It was like, you know, before I had kids, life was great, you know, great marriage, great job, you know, no issues really. But when I had kids, that's when they started. And so that to me was the invitation to yep. heal myself, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, and so beautiful. Yeah. And, and so is it with what you're doing, right? It's like, okay, that's where the pain is. Let someone in, let someone in to help you. Oh my I can promise you, those of us who are, are in, in the helping field, we're not judging you. We're not criticizing you. We are completely understanding you because we've been there. You know, 100%. We felt the pain. We felt the pain. We know it. And yeah. you and I both aren't perfect you know, but, but we, we understand when things start to fall apart, we understand now what to do to get things back on track. Like mm -hmm. you and I just talked about before we hit record, how you kind of had a rough day yesterday. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and no, I'm, I'm the first one to, to say like invest in the expert help. I've spent 
countless hours, ugh, countless hours with a psychologist, um, being becoming a master of my thinking and observing my thinking and um, figuring out, oh my goodness, is this thinking leading me to greater happiness or unhappiness? And how can I, you know, mind over matter, um, become sort of a ninja at being able to navigate and pull myself out of the the crummy moods because they come, they totally come Mm -hmm. and you can think about them and rationalize them all you want, but you're also, you might find yourself in analysis paralysis when I'm like, that's, that's not going to serve me either. So it's like, what are those, what have I learned with all of that work that I've done with my psychologist? You know, Linz, force yourself to have a shower, force yourself to go for a walk and your mood will, will slowly change. Um, or go have a nap. Yep. <laughs> Unapologetically yeah. go have a nap. If you can, yeah. if your kids are safe and uh, you know, depending on how their ages, mine are old enough, mm-hmm. they can be mm-hmm. on their own. And I, and, and I told you I had a nap yesterday cause I was mentally and emotionally uh, exhausted. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? I did it unapologetically, although it's taken me time to get to that point, yep. but um, I did it yeah. and I felt much better for it. Right. Yes. So it is about, look, when you start to spiral, recognize the spiral and, and know what you need to do to get yourself back on track, right? Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. it's also a good idea to continue to know what, what fills your cup so that you don't get to the spiral, right? So that you are taking, you know, a quick five-minute walk or, you yeah. know, really, you know, doing those things that make you feel really good, like sitting and reading for, for, for 10 minutes even, 15 yes. minutes just to yes. decompress, right? And, and yeah. and commit to it when you're in it, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, well, and it's this conversation is sort of coming full circle for me because we're talking about taking the time to do self-care, right? Mm-hmm. To care for ourselves. But because women <laughs> have too much to do, we are working full-time jobs and we are doing this parenting. We are the masters of the parenting mm-hmm. um, and we're mm-hmm. masters of the home organization. Um, it's like the very first thing actually bad habits that I am trying to get rid of is I've always sacrificed my self-care because uh, things have to get done. I'm running a business and I have to work on the business and I have to parent. So I have to parent and I have to cook dinner. So I have to cook dinner. Um, That it's those self-care things that go out the window. um, And I, I think about what my life would look like if I wasn't organized and mm-hmm. I was wasting a ton of my time looking for things or feeling down about the situation. Like it would just be so draining. Um, and I think it's they all of these things sort of click together and it's like, wait, we need to outsource the things mm-hmm. that we're not excellent at yeah, and focus on the things that we are nailing and mm-hmm. celebrate that, forgive ourselves for this and mm-hmm and truly think about it as an investment uh, mm-hmm. instead of just like, oh, that's really expensive. No, it's valuable yeah. uh, and there will be a return on it. Mm-hmm. And, and not just to say a happiness return or a greater ease return. Well, and I think that those things, those commodities do translate into a financial return, mm-hmm. hands down. Yeah. And, and look, I think what you say about self-care is exactly what happens to most of us. Mm-hmm. We put self-care at the bottom of the list. But the reality is, is that taking care of yourself is absolutely yeah. essential oh and should gosh. be at the top of your list because if yeah. you have nothing to give, you are giving 
not good stuff to your family, right? Mm -hmm. You're giving them the, the, the little scraps, right? Or your business, the little scraps or, mm -hmm. you know, uh, your friends, little scraps of you, you need to take care of yourself. It does mm -hmm. improve your happiness, your confidence. Yeah. Um, so it has to be, it has to be on the list. Absolutely has to be on the list. And, yeah. and can I just say, I know you're about to say something, but I, I just want to say, when we talk about self-care, I think it's thrown around a lot. It doesn't mean the spa. It doesn't have to mean that. It can mean just saying no. It can mean ordering your groceries online. It yeah. can mean hiring somebody to organize your home for you. Mm -hmm, it can mm -hmm. mean hiring someone to clean your house for you. I mean, yeah. I, I, I used to think that was decadent and I shouldn't hire someone to clean, but you know what? I can and I do, and it doesn't cost me a lot of money. It makes yeah. me really happy. Yeah. So, um, it is, like you say, it's outsourcing things. It's mm -hmm. knowing what you can and can't do and, and, and finding ways to work around things mm -hmm. so that you don't have to take it all on. Exactly. You are currently listening to the Parenting Our Future podcast. I'm parent coach Robin McMahon. If you're enjoying this podcast, please share it with someone who you think might need to hear this message. And don't forget to subscribe. And I would be grateful if you gave me a five-star rating over iTunes. If something I've said today has sparked your interest, I'd love to further the conversation. So please connect with me at www.parentingforconnection.com or on social media, which is linked in the show notes. Now back to the show. There is a, a great book called Drop the Ball. Um, it's by Tiffany Dufu. And um, it's about like, let's, let's not do all the things <laughs> and let's actually drop the ball. Let's be okay with having a, a, a dusty home that, yeah. you know, when people come over or whatever. And that is, that's a really great strategy. Women need to do less and we need to permit each other to do less. Yes. We need to celebrate one another when we choose to do less. Um, and Love we it. have to do it for ourselves first so that other, we can model it for people, right? Um, mm -hmm. But another piece of that self-care is like, how can I outsource this to an expert? You know, how can I level up? How can I, you know, up my game? And um, so it's knowing what you can drop and it's knowing what, what do I want to get better at? And I'm going to ask for help on that. Mm. Like it's, they're just two such complementary things. And mm. if you can think about uh, your life's problems in those ways, what can I drop? And what mm. can I outsource? And what do I own? What do I do really well? And I'm only mm. going to focus on that. Yeah, I love it. I, I love the do less. I think we'll have a hashtag do less here because I think yeah. that's really, I think that's, I think that's really powerful. And, mm -hmm. and I think that that goes for your kids too. Of course, I'm going to take the parenting angle for this. And mm -hmm. you know, what can, what do you, what, what activities do your kids have that maybe they don't really love? Like our kids mm -hmm. need to do less too. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't have to do all the things with them too, which also, yeah are overwhelmed, right? So what are the things that your kids love? What are the things that they don't love? What can you mm -hmm. drop? And, and look, downtime is not a crime. It's not a crime. You know, do less, relax, yeah. enjoy. Yeah. You know, we know of so many other countries and cultures where they do less and are happier and we know mm. it. Why don't we transition into some of what you do and, and, and for, for people listening, you know, what are some tips that you can give us to help organize like some simple quick things that, right. that really help like what are your go-to solutions it's so funny that everyone like expects that they're just little quick tips oh. those are life hacks right <laughs> um, 
and and they do exist but we really need to think um, about an organized space um, more holistically or sort of from a higher altitude because mm. most people have the space that they need to be organized they're just storing a lot of stuff that they don't use mm. um, they don't use enough to justify the the, re, the storage real estate that they are giving to it um, so I, the way that I sort of live my life was when I engage with the stuff that I engage with, if I go and get something and I see something else that like, oh man, I have not used those French onion soup bowls like five times since I got married when I got them. Like that was 11 years ago. Like, am I, am I, do I, should I really have those? Um, that's my, that's my number one tip is like letting people you need to think about your stuff in terms of like, what's your return on investment there? Like, are you actually using yeah. what you had uh, or what you have? Um, and once you get it out, there's more space to breathe and move around and maneuver. Um, so yeah, try, try to, so, okay. And so let's do the, um, I will do the practical, um, uh, tip that goes along with that. Okay. So every closet that I have, um, and down in my basement, I always have a bag or a box that says donate on it. And it's always open. Um, if there's something in my closet where I'm like, Oh, I have not worn this black shirt anymore in years. I'm tired of looking at it. I'm tired of it taking up space right then and there, I don't have to stop, drop, and organize. All I have to do is take it off the hanger and put it in the donate bag because it's there. So I have a donate bag in each of my kids' closets, and I've got one on every floor, you know. Um, it's just a box wow. under my sink so that, like, wait a second, no, I'm taking this out. And I'm not donating it right there. I wait until the box gets full, and then once it's full, I can go back and I can like pull anything back out that like I'm maybe not ready to part with yet. But when you when you curate your your life's belongings in an ongoing way, um, it makes it prevents you know, that person from calling me saying, Oh, I've lived in my house for 30 years and mm -hmm. I've never I've never curated uh the items that I use and now it's going to take me a hundred hours to do it on my own if, yeah. if I do it now. So if you can sort of do it in an ongoing way, you'll serve mm. yourself immensely. I love that. That's awesome. I think that's so, that's so good just to have regular donate box and, and clearly yeah. I have a panini maker that needs to go. Really? <laughs> my own cupboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got a couple onion soup bowls, if you know what I mean. It's always the onion soup bowls. And it's like, so it has a handle. Like, you can cook onion soup in another bowl, too. That's the other thing. Our, oh. our world is so excited about making, like, this is an avocado peeler, and this is that, and this is, this is a strawberry shucker. And I'm like, come on. Like, use a knife. Like, <laughs> one knife fits all, doesn't basic it? Basic yeah. tools, sort yeah. of, you know? Yeah. Mm. So, okay. So that, I love it. That's really simple. And it does take away the overwhelm day to day, especially I think in your kids' closets, you've got to do it because let's, your kids they are growing so all the time. And I mean, it's the worst when you throw or you give away pants that still have the tags on them because you missed that opportunity. Totally. Um, but yeah, so, so great tip. 
a really great tip. And, and I appreciate what you're saying, right? Like it is a holistic endeavor. It isn't about just one quick tip and trick, no. but I do appreciate that one. You know, it's that's true. Really good. It's a really right? good one. Because people need to know where to start, right? Like, let's just start somewhere. You got to draw a line in the sand somewhere to just get yourself to a point where you can start to to take things down and take, mm -hmm. you know, and and so maybe it's about, um, and tell me tell me what you think of this idea. But maybe going, you know, room by room, like one room a week, you go and you just ask yourself, like, am I using what I have here? what can I let go of? Mm -hmm. What mm -hmm. haven't I used this last year or this last two years, right? Yep. What's my onion soup bowl in this room? Exactly. And can I give it away? Because look, we give it away and we give it to somebody who hopefully will use it and really need it. That's right. Right. And, yeah. and that's, that's a beautiful, I think, exchange of energy as well, right? It really like, is. Yeah. yeah. If you can, and there's a lot of forgiveness that has to come up, uh, self-forgiveness for people mm. who are getting, donating things because they'll, they'll make themselves feel bad that they spent so much money on this, mm. you know, but if you can reframe it in your mind and say, this is generosity, this is me giving to those who are less fortunate, um, <laughs> it makes it a little bit more palatable for the individual. Also better for the planet too, that this isn't going to a landfill. This is going to be reused, mm -hmm, right? That's mm -hmm. important too. So I think yeah. you can feel really good about that. Yes. You know, to me, it's a win-win. Yes. Um, so so that's, that's really great. So really questioning what you have, if you need it or not, and just start by just having the container, the vessel there. Have it there. Remind yourself. That's really great. That's really great. So thank you for that. I think that it, that really makes a lot of sense. And I think that's a great place for the people listening to start. So thank you so much, Lindsay, for this and, and for putting this into perspective, you know, giving us sort of a bigger picture perspective of this. Um, and again, it's, it's so, it's so funny how well aligned we are in our thinking. And, uh, and I really hope that people listening have felt supported and, and, and maybe somebody listening will reach out for some support to another friend or just allow someone in to see that, look, they're not perfect and that's okay. It's okay. And I hope hashtag do less yeah. blows up because yeah. I, I love it. Let's, yeah. let's do less today. Do less. Hello. Let's do less. Yeah. Love it. All right. Well, thank you for being here with me today. And, uh, and, and we'll put all of your information in the show notes, um, as well as, um, as well as these tips. So thank that's you. wonderful. My pleasure, Robin. You're a hundred percent welcome. Awesome. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you for listening to this edition of my podcast, Parenting Our Future. I'm parent coach Robin McMahon, and if you're enjoying this podcast, please share it with someone who you think might need to hear this message. And don't forget to subscribe, and if you like my podcast, I'd be grateful if you gave me a five-star rating. For those of you who wish to get in contact with me directly, all my details are on my website, www.parentingforconnection.com. And of course, I have all my details in the show notes. Until next time, I am wishing you and your family peace and connection. Peace.